Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, uh, this week, this week, um, the question will be, can Trump pull off what he did last week? Now, here's the funny thing. We have a little show, right? It's a little show. We're, we're not, <clears throat> we're not nationally, excuse me, we're not nationally syndicated like Mark Levin. All right, we're not we're not nationally syndicated. We don't have a ten year contract to sit on the radio for three hours and and just talk. I, I just those of you who listen to Levin, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. Seriously, I I just don't I don't know how you sit there for three hours. Like I'll listen because when I'm driving, I, I like talk radio i got want to listen to what the hell's going on out there and at that time there's no one else on there's no one else on but man after about 20 or 25 minutes it, it, it becomes really unlistenable but anyway i digress we're not on kfi we're, we're not on all these radio stations we're, we're little over here we're the little guys but but we write articles every day. We post articles every day. Our articles get shared every day. Our, um, our, our, our feeds, our radio feeds get shared every day. And people listen. And I'm not talking about just the fans, but actually other radio shows, other uh, bloggers, other uh, writers, they listen. You know how I know they listen? Because more and more and more, I'm hearing and I'm seeing people take positions and say things that we've been saying for three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten months. Now, this weekend, all I read, all I read, from different sites, different bloggers, different writers, was that no matter what happens after this election, the media will never be looked at the same. Never be looked at the same. I read a whole bunch of articles where they have said exactly what we've been saying, and that is uh, the biased, the 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 fact that the New York Times and the Washington Post and all these other media outlets tripped over themselves to go after Trump. And before, 
it was always, well, the media is liberal, wink, wink, nod. It was always something that you knew, but it was at times hard to actually make a strong case because they would switch to the other side to balance things out. They actually made an effort to not seem too one-sided. Sure. Might have a few writers here and there that were to the left, but they were always balanced out. And in this election cycle, there is no balance. So I read article after article that talked about this. I said, man, that's what we've been saying for months. For months. And then, and then, I listened to a segment on another unlistenable radio program, the Glenn Beck Show, where he basically did our bit from about a month ago. He did our bit from about a month ago and our bit from the hiring of Steve Bannon. And he combined what we've been saying uh, about... Trump and the fact that what Trump created is almost like a third party. And for all the Rubios and the Ryans and the Anna Navarros and the Stuart Stevens and the Jeb Bushes, for all of them to think once this election cycle's over, everything's going to go back to the way it was. Sadly mistaken, I said, listen, it's almost a shame Trump didn't run as a third party because the legacy could have lasted forever. That legacy of that third party could have lasted forever. Going after house seats, governorships. But at the end of the day, whether you call it a third party or you just call it a wing of the party, those people are still going to be there. Those people aren't going to leave in four months. They're not going to leave January of 2017. Those people are still going to be there. So now you hear people like Beck parroting what I've been saying. Like he's finally realized, because he's part of them, but he's finally realized that there is no rest for that 
wing of the party. We are here. We are here. And we're not going anywhere, and we're not going back to the Romneys and the McCains. We're not doing it. And I said, you're going to see more candidates like Nealon. Then, of course, my whole pitch about controlling the media. And the only way Republicans, the only way conservatives, the only way people on the right are going to have a shot at taking back this country is controlling the media. And unless the Adelsons or the Koch brothers are going to put some cash together and buy ABC or buy CNN or AOL or Time Warner or whoever, unless they're going to do that, they're going to have to create new media. They're going to have to create channels. They're going to have to do what Rupert Murdoch did. They're going to have to do what Rupert Murdoch did. They're going to have to do what Murdoch did 20 plus, 30 plus years ago. When he said, forget ABC, forget NBC, forget CBS. I'm going to start a number four. People want, you're insane. It ain't going to happen. And he did it. So now people are starting to catch on. People are starting to say, hmm, is that what Trump's going to do? Win, lose, or draw, is that what Trump's going to do? Are him and Bannon going to create a new CNN, a new Fox, a new NBC? Are they going to create a network that doesn't just have news, but it also has programming? It also has comedy shows, drama shows. But it's things that will reflect a right, as far as on the side of politics, a a right slant opposed to a extreme left slant. So these are all the things now that are being written about, being talked about. And this is stuff that we've been saying for many, many, many months. So it's actually kind of joyful to see all these people coming around to our way of thinking. And I welcome them. I welcome them. They're a little late to the party, but that's okay. That's okay. We like all comers. Interesting. Fascinating. And very true. Very true. We're we're ahead. We're ahead of the curve 
on this program. We're ahead of the curve. Now, the media is going to do everything they can to make sure Trump does not repeat what he did last week. And they already started. They already started. They're, they're, they're trying to blow this up. They're trying to say, oh, Trump's back to his old ways. Oh, oh, take a look. And what I mean is Joe Scarborough and his girlfriend, uh, Mika Brzezinski. Yes. Joe Scarborough and his girlfriend, Mika Brzezinski. The stars of Morning Joe... And the two who many people, not just Trump, but many people, have said they are romantically linked. That is why they both got separations and divorces around the same time. They both got separated and divorced at pretty much the exact same time. And it was hush-hush. So, of course, the media is trying to blow up the fact that Trump... went after them on Twitter. They're trying desperately to say, see, Trump's off message. He's off point. Look, he's back to his Twitter feuding. Take a look. See, no control. Absolutely no control. That's what they're trying to do, but it won't work. It won't work. It won't work. And I talked about this for, for weeks, for weeks. Trump was very good friends with Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski. And see, Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski got themselves into a lot of trouble. They got themselves into a lot of trouble. Remember, their program is on MSNBC. Their program is supposed to give the appearance that MSNBC is somehow balanced. That they're not just a shill for the Democrats. Because look, Joe Scarborough's conservative. Look, Joe Scarborough goes after conservatives. Joe Scarborough goes after Democrats. Look. He's he's just a he's just a, a, a fair guy. See? Look, look. But Joe Scarborough is no different than any other. Paid 
shill and paid Republican shill. Job is to make it look like the network has some type of balance. So they push back only as much as the producers, the directors, the bosses want them to push. They only cover and do what the producers, the directors, and the bosses tell them to do. That, that's, that's the concept behind the people that are on the right, that are on the left programs, and the people that are on the left that are on the right programs. That's just the way it is. Now, Scarborough and Brzezinski have always been friends of Trump. They would go and sneak around and hang out at the Mar-a-Lago club. Put a politics aside, they would go and sneak around the Mar-a-Lago club. I actually have pictures. I kid you not. I kid you not. I have pictures of Brzezinski and Scarborough at a Mar-a-Lago event during the primaries. And this event wasn't reported on. It was like a private event. I have a friend who spends his time between Florida and New York. And he actually goes to the Mar-a-Lago Club. His family uh, controls uh, the laundry services for all the casinos in Atlantic City. This is a big shot, big shot. called Manhattan Larry. And many, many, many months ago, Manhattan Larry sent me pictures of this event, and there's Scarborough and Brzezinski walking in. It wasn't a red carpet affair. It was just people flowing into this dinner party, I guess you could call it that. So, They've been friends with Trump for a very long time. Now, to get ratings, they would have Trump on their show. They did a town hall. They did phone interviews. And they had a good relationship with Trump. But the executives and the powers that be at MSNBC said to Brzezinski and Scarborough, hey, you're too cozy with Trump. And what you did on that town hall, what you did on the hot mic is being uh, broadcasted on every single Right-wing talk show 
that's on the dial. It's being broadcasted and talked about on every single liberal website from the Huffington Post to the Daily Beast to BuzzFeed. You guys are the laughing stock. You guys are Trump shills. You guys have been exposed. And now you guys need to do something about it. Or we're going to can you. We're going to fire you. And from that point, Scarborough and Brzezinski attacked Trump to no end. All of a sudden, Trump had gone too far. Now, mind you, mind you, pre-Scarborough and Brzezinski attacking Trump, they had no problem with the things that Trump had said before. They had no problem with eating at his club and partying at his club and hanging out with Trump and his suites and just doing the things that they all did. So their fake outrage coincidentally came after everybody went after Scarborough and Brzezinski. So this is a personal situation. This is a personal feud. This is Scarborough and Brzezinski attacking Trump and spending 10, 20, 30, 40, literally an entire morning program going after Donald Trump. And they don't go after him on policy. They actually go after him personally. That's the fascinating thing. Rather, it's Scarborough or other media outlets. Or Democrats, for that matter. They go after Trump personally. He responds... And then he's the bad guy. It's just like that naked statue of Trump. You know that naked statue of Trump that's getting all the publicity and it's popping up at different uh, little cities? And everybody's laughing about it. Everybody's giggling about it. Everybody's talking about it. Imagine. Imagine. Imagine if a conservative created a statue of naked Hillary. Just just imagine that. Just a big 
dumpy-looking Hillary Clinton. Maybe you have a catheter bag, a catheter, or, or, a, or, or a colostomy bag attached to her hip and the tube running up her leg. Maybe you have her crippled-looking. Maybe a depictor is having MS. Something like that. Imagine that statue. Imagine what liberals would be saying. Imagine what the media would be saying. They'd be outraged. They'd be disgusted. People like Joe Reed and Ari Melbourne and every other hipster, non-hipster, liberal douchebag would be crying afoul. Oh my God, that is sexist. That is racist. That you oh, it would be unmerciful. So here's Scarborough and Brzezinski going after Trump personally. I mean, the, the things they say is is astonishing. It, it really is. It really is. It really is. And when Trump fires back in a tweet and says, Mika Brzezinski, the wall. A neurotic and not very bright mess. And he called them two clowns. The media. The media instantly went, ah, Trump is going after Brzezinski like like he went after Megyn Kelly. Like very personal. This is this is nothing. This is this is not like Trump of last week. This is this is Trump of the past nine months. No no no. Listen. Listen. Two people that had no problem glomming on to everything there was to glom that Trump had. And then turning against him because executives said, you will lose your job. We will fire you. Okay? And you will not get hired by anybody. You guys then might as well call Vivid up and make a sex tape. Morning Blow. Mika and Joe. You guys might as well call Vivid up and do a celebrity sex tape because Fox won't hire you. CNN's not going to hire you. It's over. It's finished. Finished. 
So they did what they had to do, which is attack Trump. And they attack him in a personal, personal ways. Just like the Democrats at that convention. How many times did you hear uh, Jennifer Granholm or the rest of them question Trump's mental capacity? Unfit. I mean, these people are straight up questioning Trump's mental capacity. And the minute Republicans, the minute conservatives, the minute Trump brings up Hillary Clinton's health, we are attacked as being sexist. We're told we crossed the line. Would you be doing that if it was a man candidate? It's amazing. It's amazing. So the media's already tried. They've already tried. They've already tried to push this Twitter feud. And part of the other reason is because it's more bad news for Hillary. The FBI found approximately 14,900 undisclosed documents that Hillary Clinton exchanged on her private email server. Attorneys representing the State Department confirmed the FBI's findings money in the federal civil court case. Clinton deleted 33,000 emails from her server. Clinton swore under oath that she turned over all of her work-related emails to the State Department investigators. Now, the media is not going to cover that. Media is not going to cover that. I mean, according to the media, last week didn't exist for Trump. According to the media, last week didn't exist for Trump. If you read articles this weekend, as if Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday didn't happen, and the only thing that happened was Trump hired Editor-in-chief from Breitbart News, an incredibly racist and conspiratorial site, and a pollster, Kellyanne Conway. And the combination of them two is going to piss off a lot of people on the Hill. And of course... Because Bannon is a bomb thrower at the racist and conspiratorial site of Breitbart News, Trump will continue to go further 
and further and further to the right. That's what was written all weekend. New York Times, Washington Post, Politico. And I'm thinking, did they just wake up? Because that's not what happened all week. And Bannon and Kellyanne have been with Trump Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. What are these people watching? What Four speeds this week, all off a teleprompter, all on point. Louisiana floods. Handing out goods, handing out whatever. What were these people watching? So even when Trump is pretty much flawless, he's still a piece of crap. He's still human waste. He's still garbage. I mean, if they showed pictures of Trump in Syria, listen, if they show pictures of Trump in Syria, and he's got that little Syrian boy, you know that Syrian boy that uh, CNN kept showing the, the pictures of? He's just sitting in that little chair, and he's bleeding. You remember those pictures? If, if they had video of Trump with, like, Six or seven of those kids, and he's saving them from the rubble. And they're like, one's on his neck, the other one's on his arm, he's got another one by the waist, and he's got a gun in his left hand, and he's firing at people while he's running out of rubble with seven Syrian refugee children bleeding. He rushes them to a a military Trump helicopter and and whisks them away. Trump would still be called a piece of crap. They'd say somehow Trump did that to those children. They'd say Trump didn't save those kids. Trump actually went and knocked the building down that, that, that trapped those children. So he caused the building to trap those children. He then pulled them children from the rubble. Put them in the military Trump helicopter. Whisked them away only to drop them off in the middle of the ocean. Next to that Malaysian airplane that nobody could find. I mean, that's what they would say. There's nothing that Trump can do that will make anybody in the media happy. Anybody that's part of the Republican Party happy. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. So all weekend, that's what was written. Ignoring all week. 
That's all that was read. Horrible Trump. Horrible Trump. He's going to keep going to the right. He's going to keep going to the right. Even though all week he wasn't going more to the right. If anything, he was going more to the left if you want to be technical. But there was still articles. Then articles from GOP operatives. GOP is getting ready for Trump to get crushed. GOP is getting ready for Trump to take a beating. GOP getting ready. And again, I reiterate, I reiterate this notion that there's 70 days left and that's not enough time for this new Trump to reach voters. It's a, it's a farce. It's a media narrative. It's a media narrative because everybody knows, everybody knows that it all matters basically the last four weeks. That's what it's all about. And we've broken this down in reference to the way Obama handles things. Now, the media is either stupid, ignorant. Remember, we talked about Chris Gazilla last week and his shock when he found out that Hillary Clinton hadn't done a press conference in 250-plus days. He was shocked. He had to go research this. He was shocked. Couldn't believe this. He said, oh, my God. Oh, my, that's a, I can't believe this. And I don't think they're that stupid. I don't think Chris Gazzillo's that stupid. I told you, they get pressured by somebody, and they wind up uh, caving. Remember I told you about the little boy or young man or even adult man who dresses sloppy, doesn't comb their hair, and doesn't care. But it's when that one person, after weeks and weeks and weeks or months and months and months, tells them that they then change. Even though 20 or 30 or 40 people have questioned their appearance or questioned their hygiene. Didn't matter. All it took was that one person. And that's the same thing with the media. That's why Chris Cizilla had to write that article. Because he was shamed by one person. One person that he actually gives a crap about said something to him. And he went, okay. So I don't think the media is that stupid. So this notion that there's no time left 
is ridiculous. When Obama has mastered the art of, I'm going to tell you guys something on the first, and then it's going to be disproved two or three weeks later. I'm going to tell you something different. And what I told you the two or three weeks before, you're all going to have forgotten about it. And ultimately, what I tell you now is what you'll remember. He's been doing that for seven and a half years. That's how the media works. That's how we work in this age of information. Why do you think when a new movie comes out, when a, when a blockbuster of a movie comes out, you get hit with commercials two to three weeks before the movie premieres? Sure, the trailer will come out and you'll see posters or different little ad campaigns, but it's about two, three weeks sometimes four weeks before the actual movie hits those theaters that you start seeing a flood of ads, a flood of appearances on television. Why? Because if somebody sees Harrison Ford or Carrie Fisher on Jimmy Fallon three months before Star Wars hits the theater, people forgot. People don't remember three months ago. But they remember three weeks ago when they see Harrison Ford talking to Jimmy Fallon, and it's the first, and Harrison Ford and Jimmy Fallon go, now don't forget to go check Star Wars out. The end of the month, the 29th, you go, oh, wow, the end of the month. Let me put that on there, 29th, boom, 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 boom. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows this. The media will tell you that's not the case. The media will tell you, oh, three months, that's not enough time for Trump to to turn this four or five-point deficit around. Because remember, that's all it is. Not going to be like the 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 crazy uh, Trump supporters. They, and there are some crazy ones. There are some crazy Trump talk show guys. There are, and they're like, no, no, no. The polls are completely wrong. They're completely wrong. Trump's up. <sighs> no, listen, no. The polls are wrong, but Trump's not up. Trump's not down by 10, 11, or 12 points, but Trump's not up. Like I said, it's about a four or five point difference. That's it. Which is about par with past elections. And where we are, as far as Republican, Democrat, and voting. Talk about a four or five million swing. Take a look at Obama Romney. Take a look at Obama McCain. I know we don't go by popular vote. We go by electoral college. I know. 
So when you look at the Electoral College, you go, oh, that's a blowout. That's a blowout. But it's not a blowout. You're talking about a country that's basically divided 50-50. Talking about a country that ultimately is a four or five million vote swing. And that's where we are right now. And basically three months until the election is more than enough time to convert a four or five million deficit. More than enough time. More than enough time. So this notion that Trump is too late with this new vibe, this, this, this new Trump, is, is, is once again the media trying to create a different narrative, trying to create the sense that the election is over. Trying to, I mean, guys, literally three months from now, give or take a week or two, I, I'm just rounding the three months. But you can't, you can't turn on a TV or a radio or the internet. You, you, you can't, you, you can't turn any of these things on without seeing an article, a story, or a talking head saying the election is over. It's done. I've seen one article over the weekend that had uh, Hillary Clinton and, and a, a, a spokespeople and, and different individuals involved already planning the transition team for the White House, already planning... Uh, their their agenda for those first hundred days. People haven't even voted. Now you know why the media is doing this, right? You know why the media is saying it's over. Because the only way Republicans win is if people turn out to vote. That's the only way. That's the only way. If you make millions and millions and millions of Republican voters, millions and millions and millions of Trump voters, stay home. If you basically give them the defeatist attitude that, well, it's over. We lost. What's the point of voting? What's the point of um, going to the rally? What, what, what's the point now? It's over. They know something we don't know. They're professionals. Who are we? Blue-collar workers. We're just the, 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 the working man, the working poor. That's all we are. Who are we? We don't wear hipster glasses. We don't wear hipster suits. We didn't go to Columbia University. 
We don't have a journalism degree. We, we, we don't have a woman's study degree. We work in the coal mines. We work in the auto factory. We work in the warehouses. We work the forklifts. We drive the trains. We drive the buses. We are the people that make everyday life possible for everyone in this great country. We don't get paid millions of dollars to read from a teleprompter on a news program. We don't get paid millions of dollars to write a blog and tell everybody we're the smartest ones in the room. We're the smartest ones on the internet. In the Twitter sphere, we are workers. That's who we are. We are the cogs in the wheel that make this great country rotate every single day. And if you disenfranchise those people, if you frustrate those people, you basically tell those people that they are wasting their time by voting for Trump because it's over, then Hillary wins. Then Hillary wins. I mean, let's face it, right now, Hillary is winning in the low 40s. In the low 40s. So if you disenfranchise Republicans and Trump voters, Hillary wins. And the media knows. Just like they know, hot chicks eating hamburgers sells. A chick in a bikini biting in to a big pound of meat and white mayonnaise dripping off of her mouth sells burgers. And they know every single day for the next three months, covering every single outlet, every single outlet. And telling them Trump is done, Trump is over, it's finished, guarantees that X amount of people will not even bother showing up to vote. They know that. They know that. That's why they're going to continue to do what they do and say all hope is lost. And no matter what Trump is doing now, isn't going to matter because there's not enough time left. Not enough time left. Can't turn a campaign around with months. Can't do it. 
Can't do it. And that's why the media is doing what they're doing. And that's why they are going to do everything in their power to make sure Trump doesn't have another solid week. And that's why they started off the day talking about Brzezinski and Scarborough and trying to divert everybody's attention away from Hillary Clinton, emails, And the fact that something's wrong with her. Something's wrong with her. It's the Rob Zuccari Show. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a story that should get play. But, of course, um, if they gave it play, it makes... Hillary Clinton, Clinton administration, the Obama administration, really, really bad. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 